0: Papa's garage was a dirt-floored, two-car-wide building. The rolling door was hardly ever closed. On the right, in the back corner, a small corn bin, four feet high, framed with two-by-fours and chicken wire, held the hard, dry, rust-colored ears reserved for feeding animals around the house. Usually parked in front of it was the best of his spare tractors, usually the blue-and-white Ford. He sometimes kept another down from the house in the bottom barn. We called the grazing and gardening flat between the hillside the house was on, to the north, and the bare hillside to the south, the bottom. There was a three- to four-foot-wide creek that snaked through it, and long, long ago, there were indigenous peoples who walked that land, evidenced by the arrowheads and flint churned up each year during plowing season. Popple kept extras of everything. Spare tractors? Check. A main farm truck and a spare? Check. A full set of tools in the house, the garage, and the barn two miles down the road where he kept the main work tractor. A solid, reliable workhorse of a thing. The color of blood, smelling of diesel and grease. Maybe a McCormick or a Farmall, I forget. A check. Uh, there were screwdrivers and hammers and wrenches and nuts and bolts and screws, nails, knives, hatchets, wire, grease guns, straps, and every handyman's knick-knack imaginable in his bedroom. And the basement, the root cellar, the barn by the house, the barn in the bottom, the shed at the base of the other hillside nestled in the pen where cattle were corralled for shots, and in the storage section of the largest barn where old Red sat. All the tools and bits had a smell on them. They all had the patina of grease and fuel that was soaked into the metal, and in between the roughened diamond patterns on wood and steel handles. Even the soil in and around the work areas had the smell. The dirt floor of the garage was especially fragrant. Anything with a roof on it, Popol made, was dry as a bone. No leaks, no seeps. So for thirty years before I started poking my head and hands into places I should have left alone, the dirt on the floor of the garage had slowly dried out and mingled with stray drops of oil, gas, fertilizer, seven dust, feed, and whatever else made its way to the ground. As it was crushed by the weight of tractors and cars, by feet and heavy pieces of machinery and parts, the soil was ground into a fine, cold, coffee-with-cream powder. When the car was out of the garage, usually from late April to October, when the snows were largely done or not yet come, I often spent hours in and around, sometimes playing, in a kind of intense daze with that magical dirt. I would take fistfuls, let it stream slowly from my hands, waist-high, onto the floor. It would flow through my fingers in a single strand, joining back to the ground with a gentle pouring sound. When it hit, a small ring of powder would puff up like the base of a nuclear explosion, slowly spreading out, filling the air with the scent of all the things spilled for years. I loved it. I loved the smell. I loved the feel. It felt cold in my hands, and the texture was almost soft. It packed down tight when you walked over it, like the surface of the moon, footprints and memories left undisturbed by wind or rain, perfect in their imperfection.